Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I know it's not Saturday. It's a special edition. I really thought this was a cool guy that you guys want to hear from. You can follow me on Twitter at Joy Keys. You can also check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. And you can email me, Saturdays with Joy Keys at hotmail.com. You can also check the show out on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google, as well as here at Blog Talk Radio. So if you miss a show or you like come in the middle and you're like, wait, what did they say in the beginning? All the shows are archived. Just look up the show title, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. Well, this guy I'm talking to tonight, he's been in the business for a minute, and he's young, right? Isn't that crazy? He's been in there since he was a kid, and, you know, like, he's still working, and he's still viable, so that's a great thing, and he's a black actor who's doing it. Uh, You might have seen him uh, in Nickelodeon's The Journey of Alan Strange. That was back in the day. Or you might have seen him in Malcolm in the Middle. You might have seen him in The Day After Tomorrow or Perception. But right now, he's playing in The Rookie. Uh, it's a show on ABC, and uh, he's playing James Murray, a really nice guy on the show. And I think he's a nice guy in person. I don't know him, but it seems like that. Good evening, R.J. Smith. Good evening, Joy. How you doing? <laughs> I'm glad that we're talking together. I know you're busy, yes. and I appreciate this uh, time that you're taking to talk to me, um, oh, you know, just about your life absolutely. and what you're doing. Absolutely. So, well, you know, I want to say it's an honor. Thank you. Oh, no, 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 no. Look, I love talking to people and learning their stories. Um, and mm. uh, I, we were just talking before about being a parent, being an artist and juggling how do yes. you do it? How do you stay centered in that? Is you have a daily ritual? What is it that keeps you centered? Uh, lots of coffee. Uh, my wife and I <laughs> love coffee in the morning, uh, sometimes coffee in the evening. And there's always an appropriate time for a glass of wine uh, throughout the day. So, yeah, you know, that, that would be our first ingredient, uh, our first <laughs> support factor. <laughs> uh, but... I, I kid you not, it's one of those things when you become a parent, you just kind of play back the tape of all the times. At least I did when my mother uh, would just say, oh, wait till you have your own. You'll see why I go through all the things I go through, mm-hmm. you know, to keep you safe and, and keep you, on, yes. you know, on, on, on the right path. And, and it is true. You know, once you have your own, you do realize all the time and energy that was put into you as a kid. Um, and I know a lot of a, a lot of people are not, uh, fortunate to so let's say have their parents uh, in their life, but uh, I, I was very blessed to have my mom uh, and my dad. And my dad is not my biological father, but he's the man that raised me since I was nine months old. So I was very fortunate yes. and very lucky. But I will tell you, it is a serious juggling act. 
uh, when you have babies. So you have double diaper duty. Uh, my wife, she is also in the business, so she is a director, uh, and mm-hmm. she just recently, um, her more recent project, she was one of the directors on season two of a Black Lady Sketch Show. Uh, she's okay. currently getting ready to do some stuff for Sesame Street. So our schedules are, are they're they're all over the place with work, um, but I will say what we always try to make sure we do is put our kids first. So as long as they're taken care of, as long as we know that, you know, their babysitter, their daycare center, as long as we know that they're in order, then everything else kind of just follows suit. Uh, and it can be it can be tiresome. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had in my life to, uh, to be a parent. I will say uh, one of my wife's uh, old bosses used to call his kids uh, beautiful inconveniences. <laughs> and, Beautiful. and it is absolutely yeah. it is absolutely yes. true you know they do inconvenience your schedule but they're a beautiful site and they're they do so much for your life and so once we you know on a, on a weekly basis even daily basis once we know that they're taken care of then we kind of figure out everything else but um you feel comfortable it can be draining yeah, yeah you feel a lot more now, comfortable ask- with your work schedule let me ask you this. This is kind of silly, but are you a light roast, medium roast, or dark roast coffee drinker? And what do you put in your coffee? Ooh, I'm a dark roast kind of guy. Uh, Ooh, and you I love espresso to... lane. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to stay awake, got to stay awake. Um, <laughs> and I put, I, when I, back in the day, I used to put cream and sugar. Now I kind of just go for cream because uh, as I'm getting older, I've got to really watch out on my sugar. So I try to just do the cream uh, now, but the dark roast, that's, that's my go-to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For, it's, for it's drinking. Just a nice dark, dark blend for drinking. Yeah. That's my go-to. Now um, I was reading, I was reading that you come from a very religious family. Is that still the case? And where does religion fit in your life now as a family man, as a husband, as a parent? Yeah. No, yeah, no, it's a great question. So, uh, growing up, um, my how should I say the beginning stages of my life, uh, we were not a religious family. Um, we didn't attend church. Uh, I knew about church. You know, we were kind of like that twice a year family. You go for Easter and Christmas events, uh, and it wasn't mm-hmm. until okay. uh, I got I was about seven, eight years old that we really got our lives more involved in the church, um, you know, gave our lives to Christ and, you know, did the whole religious thing. Um, but then I will definitely say kudos to my church home back home in California, Zoe Christian Fellowship, uh, based in Whittier. What, 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 what that provided for me at that point in my life was an understanding of it goes beyond religion. Uh, for me, it's about uh, a divine relationship that I have with a higher power um, and making sure that I'm centered, especially now being a father, I want to be centered, not just for myself, but I want to be centered uh, as a husband to my wife and make sure that, you know, mm-hmm. my actions are, are are filled with integrity and making sure that my actions as a father are filled with integrity. I'm not going to be perfect, but uh, right. my my belief system, my, my activated faith, as I call it, uh, is still very much a huge part of my life. Um, I've always been big on the size of your battle will determine the size of your victory. 
And so I'm not mm-hmm. one to be super preachy, but I will say I live by certain <laughs> standards. <laughs> I live by certain standards that I think have definitely suited me well in, again, just my personal life, but also my career. Um, how I look at this business, how I look at this industry. You know, the one thing I remember as a kid, you learn, you know, that you are uh, in the world, but don't be of the world. Well, I take that same philosophy towards Hollywood. I'm in the entertainment industry, but I'm not of it. Thus, I'm not going to lose myself to it to the point where I don't know who R.J. Smith is at the end of work days. I play characters, and I absolutely adore that. But at the end of the day, we all go home. I I still need to remember that I'm R.J. Smith now. I'm not James Murray, you know, on on the rookie or, or back in the day, even when I was a kid. It's like when I went home, I wasn't Alan Strange anymore. That was that was done for the day. Now you got to go back to being RJ. And the beauty I, uh, of my parents, why I give them credit, is when I went back home, I still had chores to do. <laughs> so, okay. Even though you I was making a lot of money. At, oh no! Oh no! No no! I got a black what mama. What were some of your chores? Um, do you remember? Washing the dishes, which I hated. Washing my clothes, vacuuming. Uh, I had to, uh, I had to do uh, clean the toilet. Um, in our what? in our place. Um, oh yeah. So that's why when my when I got married, my wife was like, "Wow, you're very thorough when it comes to cleaning." I say, <laughs> "Me and my sisters, we had to be. <laughs> we had to be. It, it just yeah, that's yeah. just what it was." So you know, uh, I, I I definitely um, give a lot of kudos and praise to my parents for maintaining that uh, uh, train of thought and that just kind of tradition of making sure your kids know how to take care of themselves and and know the basics. Um, so even as an mm-hmm. actor, I still can resort back to, I know the basics. You know, I know how to, I know how to cook up some rice and beans if I need to. I know how to, you know, make some scrambled eggs. And, you know, I know how to take care of myself on a basic level. Uh, and I right. never allowed the industry, not, not only your parents, you know, you don't want that, but you don't want to allow the industry to coddle you. Because the industry, you know, a lot of people get used to, people attending to them. Like when you're on set, yeah. you know, okay, Mr. Smith, can I get you some coffee, some dark roast? Can I get you, you know, some breakfast? Or can I get you this or that? Well, you know, when you get this, home. RJ, let me ask mm-hmm. you this. When you were growing up, you had your parents. Were there any other mentors mm-hmm. that you can remember that made like a dent or that, you know, like that person really helped me stay in the lane or teach me great things about acting or about life? Did you, what other mentors did you have? Um, I, I would definitely say uh, Pastor Ed Smith, uh, Bishop Ed Smith now, um, was a great mentor in my life. Um, I I was, um, while I was acting when I was younger, I was also dancing. So I used to dance for Reebok, uh, toured with them as a, a little bit when I was younger, and then I toured with Nike with a group called Culture Shock based in Los Angeles. Um, there's actually, there's all, they're, they're, they're global. But the particular particular company I was was with, we were in Los Angeles, and I had a lot of dance mentors, which was great, um, just leaders within the dance world. But uh, one dance one dancer too, Jason Hannons, who was actually part of uh, the church dance ministry, he was a great mentor. Um, on set, which was very interesting, uh, I didn't really take notice to mentorship until I was. Mm-hmm more so in my late teens and early 20s when I really started real, uh, recognizing who I wanted to become as a as a performer. 
because that's, that's mm, the thing. Okay. Trans- transitioning from child actor to adult actor can be a very tricky thing. Um, you have to really navigate some 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 I would say some some pitfalls, some some kind of uh, 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 organic barriers. Like naturally, when you're a child actor who becomes a teenage actor who then becomes adult actor, most tend to act the same way. And what I mean by that is their mm, yeah. their craft doesn't doesn't really shift. It doesn't evolve. really grow. It doesn't evolve. It doesn't evolve. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You you'll see you know early twenty year olds still using tactics they used when they were. 13 or 8. And so right. it was around my late teens, around, really around the time I got the day after tomorrow when I said, who do I want to be? Because I can still be the same guy I have been since, you know, starting the business at the age of nine, or do I want to become something different? And so I started making a conscious uh, choices and having that awareness. Uh, subsequently, you start looking at people. So one of my greatest mentors is LeVar Burton. I, he, he's, mm. he, you know, he's, mm. a, he's in my, he's a friend, family friend, and just watching him how he conducts himself on and off the set was has has been a treat for me. Um, I, I, I love absolutely do my I, time I love with him. him. Oh, yeah, and he's I, phenomenal. I've seen him. I, most people only seen him in nice characters, but I've seen him do like the bad guy, and I was like blown mm. away <laughs> when I saw him do a bad guy because I've oh, I'm yeah. always used to seeing him like the good guy. And I was like, right. there you go. There you go. That's why you are yeah. still working. That's why you're still doing this crap. Exactly. Let me ask you, did you exactly. ever have a regular job, like not non-active job? And, <laughs> and if so, what was, what was your, like, regular job, you know, like just a normal a, job like a, the rest of us folks? <laughs> that's a wonderful question. That's a wonderful question. So, again, I started acting uh, when I was nine. I got into the union when I was ten. So I'm almost, you know, 30 years in the game, and uh, this year I'll be turning, I'll be turning 39 this November. And it wasn't until 2006, so things had got a little slow, and especially around that time, that was my 20s. So you're going through this whole transition point as well, uh, evolving, and things got a little slow, and I was like, I could use some extra cash right now. You know, my auditions mm-hmm. are coming in, you know, every blue moon, you know, let me see what I can do. So I went and worked. I found a job. Uh, the day after the month, I think it just came out two years prior in 2004. So I, I went and found a job at a, uh, a bookstore. It was a faith-based uh, bookstore in Orange County, California. And when I went to apply for the job, they were like, hey, you know, um, you seem great. You seem qualified. You know, we're just curious. We loved you in the day after the mall. Why are you taking this job? <laughs> I was like, well, you know, <clears throat> I said, honestly, I could use some cash right now, uh, some extra mm-hmm. cash just while things are slow. And that's not, that wasn't to say I was being, you know, ridiculous with my spending. It was just when things are slow, I, I, I'm, I'm the type of person I don't like to struggle unnecessarily. So if I see yeah, like, oh, yeah. okay, there's a little gap right now, money's not coming in as heavily, what can I do, you know, to kind of uh, subsidize and kind of just, you know, keep things moving Afloat. Uh, right. comfortably? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so they're like, well, I mean, that sounds great. Uh, you know, we'd love to hire you. And then I also explained to them how I had never had a real job. Uh, well, I won't say a real job because acting is a real job. I never had a non-acting job, a non-performing job, job, a 
a mm-hmm. a regular nine to five. I've never had that because uh, it. I will say acting is kind of a nine to five when you really get down to it. You know, it's a job. You know, this isn't called show yeah. friends. It's called show business. So I do have hours that I work. I do have. I do get overtime. You know, but I do get. It's a unique kind of nine to five. So I would say a. The average nine to five. I never had that experience until 2006, and I worked this job wow. for about maybe two, about, no, actually about three, three to four months, uh, and then shortly after that, I booked a film called Beacon Rewind uh, with Jack Black okay. and Most Def and Danny Glover, uh, Mia Farrell, that I ended up shooting in Jersey. So I had to quit that bookstore job to go do this movie. Following yes. year. Same thing happened again. I was like, I need a little bit more money. Went and worked at a golf shop for about a month and a half. Shortly after that, <laughs> I booked this first Sunday. This is the life Sunday. of an actor, said, though. You know, <laughs> it, this is the life. Yeah. It's like, you know, people don't realize that. There are slow times, and even though you might have been in a film, you know, like even the year before, you still need, you know, mm-hmm. money for other things. Let me ask you this. You're married now. But when you were younger, maybe on the set or something, who was your first crush? Who did you have a crush on or maybe somebody in the business or not? Maybe it was the girl next door. Who was your first crush? <laughs> oh, boy, I'm going to get in trouble. If you want, uh, I know. Is that too here. personal? <laughs> uh, no, well, I, I mean, I think it's funny. It, it, it's, 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 it's a blessing uh, to be happily married. Um, and I will say that I love to say it that way because my wife and I this year will be celebrating seven years of happy marriage. Yay. We have ups and downs like any couples. Thank you. It's a working, you know, it, it's, it's work. You, you have to yes. put forth an effort for it to, uh, for it to, um, to, to manifest certain blessings before to, you know, to produce certain harvests, you got to put some work in. And so we're both doing mm-hmm. that. Um, I will say when I was younger, uh, I had I had a crush on a few people. Uh, I don't know if I want to say their names, but I had okay, a few crushes okay. on people growing. I had a few crushes on people growing up. Uh, what was interesting, though, a lot of them became my friends, and so uh, one in particular, you know, you cross that friendship line. Um, but a beautiful story that I will say uh, about my 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 marriage and and my uh, relationship with my wife. Okay. We actually met when we were kids. So a show I was on Get called out. McFrino, licensed teacher. I was twelve Whoa. years old. I was one of the lead characters. But we because we the show was at a school. We had what was called atmosphere slash background actors, and one episode. My wife was actually background. So we technically met when we were 12. And oh when we God. later met many years later again, uh, we started dating in 2013. She reminded me, she said, you know, we actually met when we were kids. And I said, what do we work on? She was like, Nick Frino. <laughs> and I didn't believe her at first. But if you go on IMDb right now and you look up Nick Frino, one of the pictures, it's me. Uh, with with some of the other cast members, and my wife is in the picture as well, and we were both twelve. Oh, and I said, "Wow, so you're cool. right. We, we were we 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 did encounter each other uh, uh, oh previously. Gosh. So it you know it's definitely one of those serendipity you know God ordained moments I like to call it. And 
yeah, she's just she's a perfect fit, um, and she was right on time when it came to my life. She was right on time. Now, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Oh boy, to have more energy. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I if I could somehow just manifest energy, oh my gosh, uh-huh. I think that would be an amazing superpower because they're just you you don't realize the the little things in life that matter. You know when we were kids and we had to take naps, but we didn't want to take naps. Mm-hmm. Oh right. my gosh, as a as a grown up, I I yearn for days that I could just take a fifteen twenty minute nap because they. They they do a body good. I mean, if you can get a fifteen minute nap in, it does a body good. But it's hard to find that fifteen minute. You know, those intervals where you can just say, "Hey, I'm gonna yeah. shut my eyes for a little bit," because you're constantly saying, "Oh man, well, okay, I gotta go do this. Oh, okay, I gotta go get ready for this." And and if I could just have a superpower where I could just give myself a a, a, a jolt of energy anytime I needed uh-huh. it, man, mm-hmm. that would be. Ooh, a self-charged button on like on your hip, and you just hit it, and you just <laughs> you're ready hip. to go. Man, that would be that would be so awesome. <laughs> but uh, so talking no, I mean, about I, these naps, talking about yeah. these naps, you're traveling a lot, back and forth, east coast, oh. west coast, and we talked yeah, right before yeah. you came on about COVID, and you're you had a scare with COVID. You want to tell us about what happened or how? Yeah. What? what yeah. What happened? Yeah. So, um, well, both, both my wife and I have had a couple scares. Um, she's attended a few events, uh, work-related, and, um, you know, she's around someone who unfortunately caught COVID, but thank God she she and I, we have not, uh, and our kids haven't, but the scares have been real, and they primarily come from our kids. So because they go to school, they go to daycare, uh, we've gotten two calls now within the last, month and a half uh, where we're getting ready to take the kids to school and we get a call right before we leave the door saying, hey, so unfortunately the kids can't come. They were exposed to COVID this week, so you guys need to quarantine. And then what ends up happening is you get a call from the city. The city actually calls you saying, hey, uh, we have on record that your child was exposed, so you need to quarantine for 10 days. And so in that process, you're 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 just praying that okay, I don't want my kids to get sick, but you're also praying. Well, I hope I hope I didn't contract COVID from them if they have it, because not only does you know from a health perspective, my, you know I I get all the 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 ramifications of that, but from a work perspective, if I test positive, even if it's a false positive, I can't show up on set. They're like, mm-hmm. no, you can't come. So yeah. now all of a sudden your your work's being affected, your finances are being affected. And so it just becomes this big whirlwind of, okay, I need my kids to be healthy, number one. But then secondly, okay, I need to be healthy because I got to go to work. My wife needs to be healthy so she can go to work. And it literally happened back to back. <laughs> so it was around uh, probably oh somewhere so close like around the end of Yeah. We were, well, we, we basically were quarantined for a total of, 20 days, so almost a month, but it was, wow. you know, separated by like maybe a week and a half in between ish. Uh, so yeah, oh so it, it was, it, it was, it was a stressful time, uh, especially too, it was yeah. during the holiday season. So, you know, certain plans we had got canceled. Um, thankfully my, my, my folks flew out from the West coast, they ended up coming here. 
and spending time with us after the first quarantine. First, first quarantine, they came and visited. As soon as they left, my kids went back to school a couple of days later, and we had to quarantine immediately right after that. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely yeah. crazy. So it, Absolutely it is, it is, it is, you know, it's, it's very exhausting. Um, I will say it's nice to see that things are getting better in relation to COVID. If you remember 2020, I mean, people were passing away left and right. One of my wife's coworkers yes. passed away April of 2020. And so, Oh, it's, I know it's doctors who passed away in yeah. New York, passed away in New York. Right. I know um, uh, people in, in Philadelphia passed away. Let's talk mm. about this. What this month is black history month. What do you remember uh, when you were younger about Black History Month? Who was the first person you learned about um, in Black History Month, or do you remember talking about it at all? Well, I do. Thank God, you know, um, you know, outside of our traditional American educational system that <laughs> that we are subjected <laughs> to, uh, I had parents who just really uh, encouraged me to go outside the box. In, in 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 all arenas of life. And so growing up, you know, I, it was very much so uh, introduced to me about knowing more than what, you know, the school books were saying. So Frederick Douglass was someone, uh, I read his autobiography when I was a teenager, uh, did the same for Malcolm X, uh, who was a big hero of mine. I know a lot of people uh, who've not done their homework when it comes to Malcolm X, Mike, you know, have certain rhetoric that's like, oh, he was racist, he was this or that. I said, well, you have to remember, yeah. he might have, you, if you want to call him racist, sure, let's say he was racist, but he was only meeting the enemy with the same energy. He was going through a very hard time where racism was just being thrown at him left and right. So he came with yeah. a certain energy that matched what was being given to him. But let's not forget forgiveness, let's not forget change, let's not forget evolving. After he got back from Mecca, he had a different perspective. Not that he wasn't about mm-hmm. black uh, 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 progression and, and, and black excellence, but he also realized, hey, you know what? While we can be a strong people, we can also get along with others. And that's yeah. when he became even more powerful. Uh, so I, I definitely used to do my homework, still do to this day. My biggest story, uh, a friend of mine, about, oh, gosh, maybe about, I'll say about 10 years ago, uh, he remembers something I told him 20 years ago, <laughs> which was mm. Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I was a teenager oh, when I yeah. used to read about Tulsa, Oklahoma. And he was like, when we were young, he's like, what's this, man? Why are you reading up on this, you know, Black Wall Street, Greenleaf? I was, I was like, I said, I said, no. I said, dude, trust me, like, this stuff is real and it's going to come out. And, you know, about 10 years ago, I would say when it's, when, when, People started talking about it more than within the last five years. I mean, you know, between shows like Watchmen and things of that nature, well, yes. it's becoming, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's getting more screen time. And you time. see that got canceled, right? You see that got canceled. I saw it got canceled. Yeah, handle I, that. Guess I saw it got canceled. Handle yeah, that yeah, thing. No, there's a lot. There's a lot of truth that can be handled uh, in within Hollywood, but also outside of Hollywood. You know, that the world yeah. we live in, we live in a world that prefers to live on the surface and also prefers to, you know, exist and kind of marinate within lies uh, just to kind of not have to deal with truth um, or, or just even just deal with own, you know, self-identity. Uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people who just don't know who they are. Um, well, your character, yeah. let me talk about your character, James, mm-hmm. uh, on, on The Rookie. 
real cool guy. Yes. Who very guy. much so knows who he is. <laughs> he knows who he is. That's what I was going to say. He knows who he is. But now he's got another thing to think about. His his love interest, Nyla Harper, uh, Nikia, she was actually on the show. Um, yes. I, I talked to her. She's pregnant now. Yes. yes so what's yes. the next? Can you uh, give us any inkling about what's next? I mean, can you tell well, any I, secrets, any any gold, you know, something? <laughs> I'll I, I say this. It's going to get interesting, uh, beautifully interesting. Okay. Makia um, is an amazing individual, and she's so much fun to work with. I, I definitely will say I, I'm highly blessed and highly favored to be working on that show. Um, Nathan Fillion, I mean, the entire cast, they are just an awesome group of people, the crew. And so it's been nothing but joyous for me. Uh, the nature of our relationship, Nyla and James, What's so beautiful is I'm able to pull aspects of my real marriage and and tap mm-hmm. into that and kind of, you know, project it in the relationship uh, that James has with Nyla. And, you know, I, I, I'm a daddy. So I remember when my wife told me she thought she was pregnant. Uh, she, I, we were, she had come home from a photo shoot. And I had been by myself at our apartment, and I was just really in my into my headspace, Joe. I was just like really deep in thought. She gets back, okay. and I'm like, "Hey, I'm like, yeah, babe, you know, we're gonna be great. Everything's gonna be awesome. Like we're heading in the right path. You know, I, I, I see our future even getting stronger. Like, <laughs> you know, just this big old speech. And she goes, "That's great. That's wonderful. I'm glad you're so happy and positive because I think I'm pregnant. I went and got some." <laughs> <laughs> Let's go check. I said, oh, oh, uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> we, we went and she did the test right there. And, you know, within a few minutes, you get your results. And I was like, that's it, pregnant, right? Oh, oh, that, wait a We about to be parents. <laughs> so, so that that complete just like, you know, shock to your system and that just, you know, like, oh, my gosh, we're about oh to my God, it was transition so funny. to a I whole love that new scene. thing. I love that's, that scene. And that scene you guys. was real life. That, that, was, that was awesome. <laughs> you know, I'm waiting for that, Lucy yeah. Chen. I'm waiting for Lucy Chen and Tim. Like, when are they going to? Because that's like keeps I, almost about to happen. Right. It doesn't happen. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's boiling. It's boiling. It's boiling. Because okay. you're just like, okay, you know, just the the... the the right little moment, and you know, I I, I think that's gonna. I don't know. We're gonna see because it, it's it's definitely uh, a tempting situation where you're like, all right, where are we headed with this? Because you see that something's there, but you're like, yes, I don't know. And that's what's also funny, but but interesting and beautiful all at the same time is a lot of the storylines, at least for my character, I don't really find mm-hmm. out until like, let's say the day of or, you know, a week before. Um, And so when I first got this role, it wasn't presented to me that I was going to be a love interest. The way it was presented was, hey, it's a guest star. Um, You're this community guy. And, you know, you're kind of like uh, a, a, a potential liaison between the community and the police. And I said, okay, great. Did that first episode, which was phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. Dialogue, mm-hmm. especially, was was very current to the climate of what we were going through in America. Yeah, and it was like a month after that they said, "Hey, we want to bring you back from some more." And then it got revealed to me. By the way, 
we think we want to play the love interest card between you and Makia's character. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, that, that sounds wonderful. And, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it was, what, last year, so season four. Uh, it's like, hey, and guess what? <laughs> you about to be a daddy. Uh, <laughs> again, technically, because James already has his two kids. So now this okay. will be his third child, technically. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so it's, I think the, the beauty of, especially that moment when uh, Nyla tells James that, she, that she's pregnant, you know, because in my real life, when my wife told me the day that she thought she was pregnant and we found out she was, I was like, wow, I, I know what that feels like. I know what that energy is. And it was just so beautiful to be able to project that moment on screen. Um, but I think it's, I think it's fascinating the way the writers, the show, uh, the executives, how they're just playing this dynamic between, you know, a cop and a citizen, you know, because you got to remember cops, they are citizens at the end of the day too. And so and they have their own relationship. She's a female cop. She's not just, they don't just have all male cops, which is great. They mm-hmm. have female cops. Let me ask oh, you yeah. this. Um, what scares R.J. Smith? Scares R.J. Smith. Um, yeah, what scares you right now, today? Uh, I think there's a few things that scare me. Um I would say from a personal, like within my household, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always just praying for my kids. I just don't want anything to happen to them. And I think, you know, just because of things that, that have happened in, in this world, things that we've seen, um, the world right now is just a little sensitive. And so you never know how someone's going to react, uh, how someone's going to lash out. So, you know, I just try to monitor that fear of anything happening to my kids by just, you know, staying strong in my prayer, but just also being aware of their surroundings, my surroundings. Um, but what scares me about just mankind, um, you know, outside of my personal household is uh, lack of empathy I see nowadays. Um, mm. and, and I think if we can't sympathize and empathize with others, uh, and really listen to each other, then at one point we're going to take each other out. You know, there's, there's, we're yeah. just going to cancel who we are as, as a human race. Because uh, I'm one of those believers, uh, at, like Jane Elliott, I believe, you know, there's one race, the human race. There's, uh, there's various ethnicities, but there's one human race. And when we really mm-hmm. stop listening to each other's experiences, because everyone's different. When we stop wanting to explore uh, uh, and become aware, that that frightens me because that that yeah. then puts us into like you know the the cave age days as we know where it's just like there's just there's no exposure to life. We only want to see things in our little circle, our little box, in only one way. And life just isn't made that way. If we listen, we can learn how someone else lives and understand their perspective, why they made certain decisions. Uh, and again, have empathy and sympathy for that person mm-hmm. as opposed to mm-hmm. just shunning them and judging them uh, and pushing them to the wayside. And I think that's another reason why the suicide rate has gone up uh, in our country. A lot of people just feel alone. Yes. They feel like no one wants to listen. 
And uh, and and it's a lot of people are listening. For a lot of people, <laughs> it's tough. I yeah. think it's been that, very that hard because we're isolated me. and we're we're social yeah. we're social beings. Most people, even the introverts, need a little social activity. Mm-hmm. And because of the COVID, um, you know, you have to isolate. And and you can even say in your experience, I mean, you had to isolate in general, but then you had this these two yeah. scares. So it's this this. Um, Oh, okay. If I go out, everything's fine, and then boom, mm-hmm. you know. So, so there's that. Right. Well, RJ, this is like been that awesome yeah. talking yeah. to you. Oh, it's been great talking to you. Such I joy, am joy. looking forward <laughs> to seeing what happens between you and Makia, uh, her character, Me Nyla. Um, please. Oh, you know what, my friend. Um, oh God, um, one of our friends. He knows you from another set. Um, and we're friends on Facebook. He's going to kill me. Uh, Brian. Uh-oh. His name is Brian. Tall guy. He plays your father. He's light-skinned, um, kind of chunky build. Um, oh, from We Make This Movie. Yes. He said, Joy, please say hi. And he says, you're an awesome guy. I wanted to tell you that. I said, oh, my God, let me not forget this. <laughs> Brother Brian was amazing. Yes, we, we did a film together back in uh, 2012. He played my father. Yes. He was amazing. We shot he's that a, thing. Yeah, in Connecticut. Actor. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, he's, yes. he's, oh, he's tremendous. You know what? He's one yes. of the hardest working actors almost. He, every time I turn around, he got a job here, left, right, up, he down, got a job. around, around. As he, he should. Got a job. <laughs> As he should. As he should. As he should. I mean, I know that is an amazing brother. Uh, and be- before I go, I just want to say that's one thing, too, about awareness. You know, I'm a West Coast guy. I'm California, born and raised but now live on the East Coast. And it is so nice to see a whole new perspective of life living on the other side of the country. Um, It's done wonders for my life. And, you know, having the seasons, I never grew up in seasons, Uh, Mm. you know, summer, winter, spring, and fall, it's all that. So it's it's so nice to be out here on the East Coast. Uh, I do love it. Um, But because of work, I'm constantly going back and forth. And because family's also on the West. Um, But, yeah, it's just nice to have that all-around exposure of, of America. And so, uh, yeah, y'all East Coasters, y'all, y'all got it going on. I love y'all. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> East Coast? <laughs> I'm going to do my finger yep, sign. You yep. can't see it, but I'm doing my little finger <laughs> sign, you know, like a eyes. Let me stop. <laughs> East Side, right. what's right, up? Let me, let me let you know. We're going to get in trouble on here. <laughs> I know, I know, I know we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Joy, thank you so much. Again. Oh, my God. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. I hope honor. you have a wonderful um, experience with this show, and, and I hope it leads to thank more you. and more work for you. And uh, bless Amen. your family Amen. and your kids, um, and 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 just hopefully everything you, you'll be in a bubble of you know blessings. Let's put it that way. Thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, and all that right back at you. Uh, I hope you have a beautiful and amazing 2022. Let's make it something awesome. All right. Well, okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Thanks, Joy. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I just got off the phone with actor R.J. Smith. He's currently uh, on ABC's The Rookie. You want to check him out. He has a great character. He's a community activist, and he's dating a cop. Her name is Nyla Harper. You want to see what's going on with them. They have a really cool relationship, very mature relationship, you know. He talks very mature for a guy, you know. I was like, okay, who's writing this script? Um, but So check him out, ABC's The Rookie. I love this show. And uh, coming up this weekend, I'm going to be speaking with Majora, uh, Majora Carter. She she wrote a book, and we're going to be talking about she's a real estate developer. She's on 
is from the Bronx. Um, she's worked with the community for years and years and trying to make it a better place for black people, people of color. So you want to tune in to that show. I guess it's coming this weekend. Uh, after that, I'm going to be talking with um, Dr. Elijah Anderson about his book, uh, Black and White Space. He's a sociologist. Um, that's the next Saturday. Um, but you can always, um, if you email me, you want to sign up for the newsletter. It's Saturdays with Joy Keys at Hotmail.com. You can check me out on Twitter at Joy Keys. You can also check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. And if you've missed the show, check them out, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google, as well as here at Blog Talk Radio, and probably many other places where you get your podcasts. I hope you guys have a great evening. Stay warm or stay cool, depending on where you are. Good night, good morning, <laughs> good afternoon. Thank you so much for all your support. So, you want to be a hero. Here are some ways to get the job. Hunt down that killer shark. Or run into a burning house to save a kitten. Luckily, there's an easier way to become a hero. Call 911 if you see someone experiencing the symptoms of stroke, sudden weakness on one side, or trouble speaking, walking, or seeing. Stroke. Know the signs. Act in time. You'll be a real hero. A message from the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.